Copen in Copenhagen, Copen in Copenhagen, Copen in Copenhagen, Copen in Copenhagen. This is a podcast about hanging out in Copenhagen. Hello and welcome to Sex Show Podcast. My name is Owen. I'm with Marius. Hello. And uh, we're we're live. We are live. This is our very first live recording. This is. Uh, can, can we hear the audience prove that it's live? <laughs> yes. Uh, if you're listening live to Depot, welcome to the show. Yes. Um, it's only taken us, I don't know, three and a half years. Three and a half years, but we're doing it live, which is <laughs> exciting. And uh, to celebrate us doing it live, we have two fantastic guests. Oh we yeah. have David. Hello, well, thank you. And uh, thanks for having me on. Of course. And Abby's back. Hi, I'm Abby. Woo! <laughs> Big round of applause yeah. for our guest. Yes, we are uh, Copy and Copen in the Six Show podcast. We talk about life in Denmark, uh, life in Scandinavia. Uh, well, well, anything that comes to mind, really. Uh, is that it? Am I missing anything? No, I think you, you nailed it. That's about it. Yes. Right, okay. Um, so we do that by bringing stories uh, from, from the newspapers, from to life. life. To stories to life. Is that Disney's? Uh, are we stealing Disney's? We, uh, well, we, yeah. They we don't sue. They currently in a lawsuit right. with Disney also. Uh, so. we, 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 bring, we find stories from our own experiences or newspapers or whatever it may be. And, uh, and we bring it to this um, forum. It's a forum now, that's what I'm calling it. Yes. And uh, we, we, we bring it out loud, we talk about it, and then we share our emotions and our experiences in Denmark and our own lives here. And, and we learn from it and grow from it. And through have that I, have I put too much on it? I think I've put a little bit on it. Right, okay. It okay. is called coping in Copenhagen. It's not uh, living Soaring in high Copenhagen. in yeah. Copenhagen. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but yes, uh, Marius and I um, have been doing this for three years, and we, we're very kind of close-minded so we repeat the same things a lot so we like to get guests in uh to bring some 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 new ideas and, and philosophies to our, to our to our door and um let's meet some of those guests today uh david barrett please introduce yourself uh thank you uh yeah my name is david i have been coping in copenhagen uh for almost 20 years uh, so I've been here for quite a while. Um, I work and in. You're uh, still only coping. <laughs> still only coping. Yeah, we're not in that relaxed sort of <laughs> thing yet. Not yet. Um, I work in uh, communications with uh, the United, with the United Nations. Just finished building a podcast studio, so I'm scoping out all your equipment here Ooh. and trying to get uh, additional ideas. Uh, so I do that, but I'm also uh, very much involved with uh, theatre and uh, music and creative uh, scene here in uh, Copenhagen, which has a great English theatre scene. Fantastic. Indeed. And Abby Wamba, welcome back. Hi, thanks so much. This is the best. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, they talk back. <laughs> uh, Don't stare directly into their eyes. Okay. <laughs> There's so many eyes. Uh, I can't, so that's good. Yeah, I'm Abby. I lived. I've lived in Copenhagen for four. Um, yeah, four years in Copenhagen. I, when I, I lived in America before I moved here, I, I ran a summer camp in Brooklyn, and I moved to Denmark and became a stand-up comedian. <laughs> the classic story. Classic, classic. We've all we've all heard it. <laughs> well, a special special welcome to you guys. Uh, we so also much. have a third guest coming yes. up uh, a little bit later. Uh, Beck uh, Ulf Beck who will be uh, uh, blessing us with a stand-up set. So uh, there's something to look forward to there. We've got it all going on. But oh yeah. before that, uh, let's, 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 let's knuckle down to the nitty-gritty and the stories, the, 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 the experiences I, I, was, I was referring to. Uh, let's start off with some of those. Marius, I'm going to kick off with you. What, what news article did you find? What, what experience did you, did you 
did you uh, uh, gleam from, from life in Denmark recently? Tell us. Well, um, I have a bit of a beef. Uh, I've had a long beef um, with uh, Echo, uh, the shoe company, the footwear company. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he really <laughs> hates being in caves. Yes. <laughs> They're always talking back to him. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I, uh, I once uh, bought a pair of Echo shoes. And they didn't fit or something? Or <laughs> and they, they, they broke like two weeks oh, after okay. I bought it. And I bought Echo shoes because I thought they were uh, high quality. You know, it's a Danish brand. They're, they're very good, mm-hmm. I We've thought. Been oh, wait, oh, I did line. not. Oh, Echo or Danish? Echo is okay, a Danish right, company, yes. Um, and uh, so I was very, uh, uh, this, uh, this helped me when I read this article to, to, to sort of remind me of my anger towards Echo. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so this is why I've chosen this story. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, yeah, a, a little bit of background on Echo. Please. Begin with. Uh, it's a yes, Danish <laughs> footwear firm. It was founded in 1963 uh-huh. by one of uh, Denmark's richest families. Asak. Doesn't sound very Danish. No. But apparently it is. And um, yeah, it, it's a... Uh, it's been sort of s- continuing their sale uh, uh, and, and they're keeping their shops open in, in Russia, which has, has caused some, uh, some backlash. Okay. Uh, but they have about 250 ships in... in uh, ships. That's the other Echo have militarized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not they picked footwear. the wrong side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, they have 200, 250 shops in uh, in Russia, and uh, they're they're still open uh, and, and and selling footwear at the moment, uh, and and this is despite many other big Danish uh, companies have uh, sort of pulled out of Russia, uh, to name a few: Jusk, Vestas, uh, Hempel, and uh, Carlsberg technically, but Carlsberg has found a little loophole because yeah. they're still selling their Russian brand beer. They've just stopped selling uh, their Carlsberg and Tupel beer, mm. so uh, we shouldn't be too proud of Carlsberg, but. Still, Echo uh, has uh, defended their sort of uh, their staying in Russia and keeping their shops open, with sort of saying that it's 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 to not sort of abandon their 1,800 uh, employees, mm-hmm. which they have in, in shops all around, and, uh, and 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 that's fair enough. But I I, s- <laughs> I smell that was the most blasé <laughs> way of dealing with that. Like, that's that's you know that's fair. I mean, you could say that that's okay. That uh, that's nice that they want to look out for their sure, uh, sure, employees. Sure, 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 sure. I I think they are also concerned about their sort of uh, their 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 bottom line because Russia is a really big market for them uh, out of their sort of total uh, revenue, mm. which is 8.2 billion. That's a lot of that's a lot of footwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Russia is uh, 1.3 billion of that. So it's a okay. big market for them, and I suspect that might also play into this. Part of the decision-making process. But, uh, but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Uh, another thing that I've had, a, a, let's say, a complicated relationship is the royal family of, of Denmark. And uh, Echo just happens to be not only sort of uh, uh, keeping uh, the Russian oligarch's foot comfy, Feet, uh-huh. feet. I think it's both foot? feet. Just, just I don't know. I'm assuming oligarchs can afford a pair both, of shoes. Both pairs, yes. right. Um, but uh, <laughs> they're also keeping uh, the the they're also a sort of a supplier to the the, the royal court of Denmark and uh, Su- supplier as in like the official footwear of the, the royal official footwear of uh, Trine Magrede wow. and uh, her Wilhelm uh, uh, um, and uh, they, they they have not they have they've, they've they've not backed down from this or the royals are still sort of keeping Echo as a as a footwear uh, supplier mm. which has now 
main that the royals are now getting in a bit of trouble. Um, and uh, they have they the royal house have come out and said that it wouldn't comment on individual cases, but that it was monitoring the the situation very closely. <laughs> what what si- what? I'm guessing the Ukraine war situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The war is terrible. This echo thing. Let's not get into nitty gritties here, but uh, the war thing we're looking at. Yeah, and I also found it funny that sort of the saying we don't want to look on individual cases, but I'm assuming that's exactly what they do when they pick a supplier. They're looking at individual suppliers and picking the best one. Yeah, yeah. And surely this should affect their sort of yeah their their thoughts on echo. Mm. It definitely has affected mine even further, that. and I, I now com- well, I believe I have a I deep hate to for be fair. You were kind of one-sided before this started. True. So <laughs> I mean, what do you guys I think? Bias, any any bias. any deep um, hatred towards footwear? Or yeah, well, I just I'm I am a little surprised that you ever bought Echo shoes, Marius. You look a little too cool for Echo <laughs> shoes. Thank you, thank I you, thank you. That I like oh, that's a it doesn't shock me that Johnny Margarita wears them, but you. But I think you could do better. Is Echo Shoes uncool? I'm pulling the audience. Is anyone here wearing Echo Shoes? Is anyone wearing Echo Shoes? You are. You're n- okay, I was like, no, not anymore, it's impossible. You're not. Your glasses are off, cool. Throwing them out. Yeah. yeah. I, I one time, you know, actually had a similar experience. First of all, from now on, I think we can all agree we're buying our shoes from Carlsberg. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I bought... I bought fancy, I thought, shoes for my kid at Echo with grandma's money, <laughs> and they broke. They broke immediately. Right. Yeah, and I wonder if they're giving me the same shoes they're giving the queen. I don't think so. And I wonder if they're giving me now. I'm wondering, are they giving me the same shoes they're giving the Russians? Mm. Because the Russians seem pretty happy about their Echo shoes, yeah. but not me. So wait, you're, you're saying that you think Echo purposely but gave you shitty shoes compared to every other, everybody else? And Marius. And Marius, right, yeah. okay, 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 right. Yeah. I think they have it out for us, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is Echo the one where they used to have that um, ad campaign saying, ooh, new shoes? Remember, does anyone... Does Get them on the phone! That is a great new ad campaign. Does anyone know there's... <laughs> like a really good one. Come on, there must be somebody in the audience who remembers <laughs> no, that ad. Oh, that's not real! new shoes? I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. That, like that the rings the a bell, but that's like 20 years ago. I think they, I last saw an Echo commercial. Oh my god! Was it Echo? I think it's Echo. And they're Might like, be, yeah. okay, right. But it was a good ad campaign, but clearly for like a monstrous company. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Dave, you're you're you're, you're it quiet. It doesn't sound like it was a good ad campaign at all. Twenty <laughs> <laughs> uh, years, and I still know the the, the <laughs> lingo. Fair so enough. Fair, fair enough. I'm going to remember this for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I can't ever recall buying Echo shoes, uh, nor have I thought to purchase Echo shoes. It mm. re- didn't really occur to me. However, mm. what has occurred to me, because I see, I thought I had heard that the uh, royal household were considering stepping down. But because the royal household is not allowed to be political mm. in any of their statements, although they did that little thing outside the Russian embassy, a little bit political right there. Yeah. But uh, because of that, there's sort of in the damned if we do, damned if mm. we don't situation right mm-hmm. now. So I would give a little, just a little, a little leeway mm. over there. What they could do is say, they sell really crappy shoes. And we want something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe exactly. something from exactly. Sweden. Ooh, yeah, crappy no. shoes. Or something. I mean, <laughs> she's like going around in docks or something. Um, okay, so here's a question. I didn't know Echo was Danish. Does anybody here consider buying Danish because you live in Denmark? Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. Abby? I mean, I don't consider it. I think, <laughs> I think I do a lot more frequently than if I didn't live in Denmark. <laughs> no. Have you ever bought anything Danish before you moved to Denmark? I don't know. Okay, yeah, Legos. Legos, Legos yes, yeah, 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 Legos, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, an, an Aqua album. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Did you know it was Danish when you bought it? No, yeah, exactly. absolutely not. Would you have bought it if you knew it was Danish? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I really. I would have felt. I would have felt a little bit um, like they're trying to trick me, yeah. <laughs> which I, which I do feel now. In fact, with okay. So your Aqua album. So now I was trying to wait some time in the two hours where we could segue into your revision. I just found <laughs> it. So, uh, two two thousand and one. There's the uh, Eurovision concert in Parkin. It's the largest Eurovision ever put together at that point. Mm. Um, and Aqua is the headlining act for the middle section, right? This is. I where notice you're pronouncing this Aqua. <coughs> is that <laughs> how we say this? Do we how? say Aqua and not Aqua? Aqua. Oh my! Now I really aqua. feel betrayed. Oh, okay, okay aqua. carry on. Aqua. Okay, anyway. Aqua. So yeah, they're they're doing the whole thing. This is where they turned really super Danish, because <laughs> coming from uh, from coming from the UK, coming from Canada, this never would have happened. It starts off, and you hear the motorbike, and and the the, the Barbie girl song starts, and he says, "Hey, Barbie." And she turns around and goes, fuck off, Ken. <laughs> and, and this is like live to 200 million oh, people. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. So that was, you know, Eurovision right there. <laughs> Yay, Denmark. <laughs> so do you, do, you buy, do you keep an eye on Danish clothing because of, like, environmental? Mm -hmm. So as far as Danish... I clearly thought about this before yeah. I asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, as, as far as... Clothing goes. Yeah. I take a look at what I can find that's organic, I, uh, yeah, which okay. is environment. And it turns out that Denmark has some really great companies that okay. deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Food-wise, and let's say wine. Mm -hmm. No, not wine. Uh, food. We'll just say food. So food-wise, if I can buy local, absolutely. Yeah, if I can sure. buy, where I get in trouble <laughs> is if it's local Denmark but organic Portugal. Uh, okay, the yeah, the conflict begins. I, li yeah. I like that you just dropped the idea of Danish wine. Yeah, like, that's not, like, yeah I'm yeah, not yeah, even yeah, going to yeah, touch yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being made next door, I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> we did actually uh, have that was this is many years ago, but we did win the world's best wine. What? Yep, that was I, wine. Like made you in won Denmark. it and you got to drink it. <laughs> it was a competition. Yeah, it's for Eurovision. Is this like the American World Series where the only country playing is America? Probably, probably, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I seem to remember a news uh, story about a, 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 a Danish wine winning of, of a very prestigious prize. And it wasn't Prince Hendrik's wine. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So I, yeah, I'm just glad I got to share my, uh, my uh, dis dis disliking of Echo. I've really joined you on it. Yeah. I didn't really have a strong opinion before, and now I do. I hate Echo shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but unless, unless it and makes me. And Coping in Copenhagen <laughs> just lost their sponsor. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah, unless that's like on the citizenship test, do you? Like, <laughs> then I do love, love them. Echo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it, is is it not? I think there is there is some 
rationale, or it's kind of fair to say we also want to protect, because it's obviously not the, the uh, uh, ECHO employees who decided to start this war. So I just to pull back a little bit on my okay. my dislike. I think right. that is that is fair to say, but it's also how do we how else do we hurt sort of yeah. So I will say also, um, just like I agree, let's not hurt the ECHO employees, but let's also um, say that we don't like the ECHO font. We don't. <laughs> we don't like the logo. Okay, all right. The, we can agree. Yeah. It's comic sense they use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I don't know. I, I, it's is there any sign of them doing because like Carlsberg um, didn't they donate a lot of money to like yeah uh, no I read I read the press relief they had on their website and it didn't all it said was like. We will, of course, uh, abide by any Danish or uh, EU laws and stuff uh, like that okay. uh, regarding yeah. to, to, to this conflict. Yeah. Um, we will. I think they also said we will monitor the situation, which is a vague fucking statement. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there was no sort of like we will donate this money. Is also. Yeah, this is what we're gonna do. Mm. Okay, David, what, what you said the Queen did something outside the uh, Russian embassy. What yeah, was that? Yeah, yeah, Okay, now I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, was, uh, it wasn't the Queen. I believe it was uh, Prince Henrik. Uh, sorry, uh, Prince uh, Frederick. Yep. Mm. And the kids. Uh, it was uh, either they went to the Russian embassy or maybe the Ukrainian embassy. Maybe it was the Ukrainian embassy and the. Uh, uh, I don't know if they put flowers down or, ah, okay, or, or something okay. like that. But they went to an embassy. But which makes it a, poli a very political statement from <laughs> their side. And it must be a frustrating position to be in, not having, like, yeah, you're damned if you do and you're damned if yeah, you yeah, don't. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. But what's the point of that then? What? Well, okay, yeah, but that's a whole... Uh, that's a whole I, other. And, and when you take a look at the, the Danish royal family, mm. how... Um, they work with uh, society and, uh, and how the media treats them, et cetera, et cetera, mm. is far um, more, well, the media is one, far more lenient, and two, they are far more active than, for example, Queen Elizabeth, oh, yeah. the United Kingdom, is allowed to be. I mean, no one in that family can say anything yeah. at all political, otherwise it's like, you know, that's not your place. Um, and it kind of is, but it isn't. So, yeah. I've re I read more news about Denmark than I ever have before trying to find an article to talk about on this podcast. So, <laughs> I, so I have something else to say. Uh, <laughs> and it's that this week, um, <laughs> I really hope that none of you know that this isn't true. Um, like that we know is there, that a, is there a Prince Christian? Not in the house. <laughs> but like Prince Frederick's son is Christian? Yes. I, they're all named that. Yeah, okay. Frederick's son, Christian. We have went a fact checker in the audience. Yeah, there's some Danes right up front. <laughs> um, I'm making eye contact with only fact you. Fact checkers. Yeah. Okay. Fr Frederick and Christian went to a football match. Oh, a yeah. Danish team was playing another team. And... <laughs> Prince, I'm not, I don't have the article in front of me, <laughs> all right? I'm just trying to get things correct. And Prince Christian put a scarf around his neck that said, like, the name of a team on it. And This is very vague, Abby. This, it was the I'm name, getting there. I'm getting it was it. the name of the team who were, the Danish team that was playing. Yeah, yes. but I actually am not sure if it was a Danish team or if it was, like, a... <laughs> 
But anyway, people were so mad that he expressed by wearing a scarf around his neck for moments that he was supporting one team rather than the other. They were uh, so upset that this 15-year-old kid wore a scarf. This is true. The Danes are nodding. They were really mad about it. Mm. I felt like that's like not political, right? You can like a soccer team. No. You can't, <laughs> you can't like a soccer team. Wow. They can okay. never choose sides. I yeah, think. number one, it's soccer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, how, okay, so you're, you're uh, British by birth? British by birth. Uh, w- how do you fall on the idea of monarchies? <laughs> Do you like monarchies? Asked by oh the Irish dear, man. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> uh, oh, his mic's broken. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, I have an issue with a family through, you know, just by birth that is incredibly wealthy and has a tremendous amount of power. Mm. That all being said, mm. the when I consider what, I consider two things. One, what it does for a country as far as economy and tourism, et cetera, et cetera. And again, coming back to the United Kingdom, one of the the biggest draws to the United Kingdom is the royal family and is Queen Elizabeth specifically. Mm. Uh, so so there's that side of it. Um, the, uh, the other part of that is what is the alternative? And you can have an alternative where you have a president and a prime minister. And we have seen in some instances, like Russian Federation um, <laughs> or such, where something, or, or, or there's many European countries which have that set up, but they, 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 they're supporting each other yeah. to a point where you're not gonna be able to get rid of them any longer. So I would rather, in that respect, have a royal family who actually serves the country mm. than an elected official that takes and consumes that power for their own personal benefit and then wipes out everything else. The third alternative, of course, is what they have in the United States. Hey! Where, <laughs> where you have both America. the head of the country and the head of the, co- uh, the government is, is the same yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. And that has its own challenges as well. So with all of that being said, I'd rather just the head with of the, the country is Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not true. So you actually. do have a queen. Yeah, yeah. But I think I, I love when people talk about this as an American because it's like it feels very much like, do you believe in Santa Claus? No, there really is a Santa Claus. Like, it's just like, this is so fun um, but yeah I think that it's really fun to hear you be like we shouldn't do like Rasputin <laughs> <laughs> there's what Russia did and that seemed bad <laughs> I agree I think that seemed mean I watched Anastasia <laughs> it didn't seem like the way to go no yeah, I'm also. I'm, I'm. I'm. It's a complicated relationship I have with the royal family. I can see some benefits to it, but but it seems like a. a yeah, it just. Why it doesn't fit into the world <laughs> we live in anymore. Like like it just doesn't. And they should just get a job in Neto and or. But but isn't the royal family isn't that, that exactly what they're doing? As far as uh, the younger ones, they're, they're in fact, even Harry some of the younger such. ones have said. We specifically want to push aside that so that we have, we have our, you know, basically mm. our own independence. We're going to get our own jobs. We're going to earn our own money, etc. And yeah. isn't that an admirable thing? I, th- I think saying admirable is, is <laughs> too much. Because <laughs> 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 okay. the rest of us has to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, just the right thing doesn't mean it's ad- admirable. It's just 
Yeah. Doing it. Uh, Abby, you said, you said, uh, okay, I'm going to, have we closed the chapter on the monarchy now? Is that, sure. have we answered everything? <laughs> I, think, I think we solved the monarchy. <laughs> and the echo thing, is it? Should we? I presume no one's going to buy echo now. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, Abby, you said you did um, lots of reading. Uh, you always I mean, read, you always read articles, I you read said. so um. much Danish <laughs> news. No, I read, I read, uh, I translated uh, Politiken's main page yesterday. Yep. I know all of those articles now. If anybody <laughs> has questions, come to me. Um, yeah. But tell us, what did you bring to the table? What, what did you uh, look up? Uh, okay, well, I got this news story from my nine-year-old. <laughs> uh, not from the Politiken homepage. A few weeks ago, she came home from school, and she told me that she might never be able to smoke cigarettes because they introduced into the thing that I know is what it's called, which is like the Danish parliament, but I'm not gonna tell you guys to see if you guys know. <laughs> and um, they introduced a law to be debated and voted on that was that um, they would outlaw the sale of cigarettes ever to kids born after 2010. And my daughter was born in 2012, so I was like, how do you feel about that? And she literally said to me, like, fine, and if I really want them, Mia's older sister will get them for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just, like, loved. Uh, but yeah, they were talking about um, outlawing the sale of cigarettes, so basically in, then it would be like, at some point, if you were 30, you could buy cigarettes, and if you were 29, you couldn't. But I just read this article today, yesterday, that was, they're not going to be able to do that because the EU law says that you can't outlaw tobacco sale. It's called the EU Tobacco Directive. And it's like, I, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, I tried to read the EU Tobacco Directive. You can click on it and read it, but I immediately fell asleep. Um, and that's why... Wanting I, a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I want to smoke. I was like, I cannot be a politician, and I just proved it. Um, but it's like you can't outlaw the sale of tobacco in any EU country, uh, so they're not going to be able to do that here. Uh, and I think that's kind of wild. Wait, on, didn't, but they're going to. Uh, was there any kind of alternative they were looking at? Or, because I know New Zealand's trying to do the same thing. Well, I think New Zealand's going to do country. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I they're not. Wait, I, don't, I don't mean to burst your bubble here, Owen, but no, they're no, not in the new country. I'm just going to fact checkers. Where are, my, where are fact checkers? No, but was there like, we're going to make, because. I feel like they rolled over pretty quick on this one. The Danes no, were like, oh, we can't. 31%, this is a fact I remember, and so I'll be repeating it a lot of times. 31% of 15 to 29 year olds in Denmark smoke, which is insane to me like that is a huge amount i was talking to a malaysian comedian about this article he was like 50 percent of people in malaysia smoke and i was like okay you win but <laughs> that's 31 percent to me is wild it is like people park those bonavons outside of stores when they go in mm. and then when the kid can crawl out themselves, they just go in and buy a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> it's, I think it's really wild. And I, yeah. I even think that number has been going down, actually. So I think that's a low and number. And that was Denmark. like the, the most recent stat was 31%. That, it really blows my mind. So all of those people grew up with like, this is going to kill you, but with like a cool queen smoking three packs a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah I, my, my old um, Danish flatmate um, quit smoking. We had a little balcony. Um, in Osterbro, and there was a flower pot. And when I say a flower pot, I mean like, you know, we're talking like two feet off the ground flower pot. It was 
full oh, of gross. butts. Full of butts. I mean, it would have been like full of just my butt. Let's just give that silence. Let's just yeah. give that silence for a second. Let's give that the I air. can easily <laughs> fill one flower pot with my butt. But I asked him once why didn't he tro- throw it out, and he said, because it reminds me not to smoke. Right? Every time he goes out there for a smoke. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Because he fucking still smoked, right? <laughs> and he, he, I remember, he was, he was a, a quirky dude. He was a fun guy. He used to, um, <laughs> so everybody knows exactly what I mean. <laughs> uh, quirky dude, fun guy. And uh, he, he, I was talking to him, like, man, you, why, don't you, why don't you quit? And he's like, because it's cool. And he legitimately, no joking, was like, it's cool. It's cool to smoke. I look cool when I smoke. And like that was his legitimate like. I feel like when you're saying legit, you, you're kind of saying that it's not cool to smoke. Is that is that the message you're trying to? Bring he looked pretty to? cool. He looked yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> there is the rare person. He told me to smoke. He said I. He told he me I. Yeah, to no, smoke? he taught me. He was like putting my fingers, and I was like, yeah, and then. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no. But he told me I would look cool to smoke, and I thought about it for like two seconds. You thought about it. I thought about smoking, and then I had a cigarette. I was like, you know, what? no, <laughs> no. No, that's too much cool for one man. I can't take it. I can't take it. I'm going to speak as one of the really annoying ex-smokers, right? Because I smoked for uh, for 20 years. And when I see people smoking out on the street, all 31% of them, I still think, God, are these... Is this still a thing, right? Because I, I don't think it's cool anymore, etc. But I would argue that anybody who smokes, being somebody who did that for for many years, you could pull any excuse out of the hat and say that is the reason why I do it. Because if I say I'm going to quit in about two hours, I'm going to go into a panic attack, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, I'm just uh, going to go ahead and smoke anyway. So <laughs> it's 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 not uh, uh, about the the cool. Thing but anymore. in Denmark, is it? Hmm? I think in Denmark it might be. What? Cool. Yeah. Marius, yeah. you smoke, you're Dane. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Notice I got very quiet doing this. Yeah, I know. He pulled back. Wait, oh, sorry, you're just uh, rolling up. Sorry. No, no, no. Marius, why do you smoke? Do you smoke to look cool? Is that also why you wear Echo shoes? <laughs> to try and keep my coolness down, because I thought smoking and not wearing Echo shoes was too much. Um, I don't know. I there's no good answer to that. Um, there, uh, for sure, there was an element of cool uh, at one point. Um, m- maybe I'm still s- repeating that in my head some somewhere, uh, that, that it's still cool. Do but you I smoke cigarettes because you're Danish? It could tell that it was going to be a really that good question. That was God that just <laughs> interfered there, I think. Do you smoke cigarettes because... You have such easy access to healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I think the correct answer to that is yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, that was my theory. It's been proven. Um, I, I will say, as a smoker, it even happened today before we started. Uh, uh, um, I was outside smoking. There was another smoker, and and this uh, smoker said to me, "Oh, I thought I was the only one." And I feel like that's that's happening more and more and more. He was. He meant. I thought I was one of the only thirty-one <laughs> percent. There's a hundred people out here, and I only <laughs> see twenty-nine <laughs> people smoking. <laughs> no, well, the, the, other, the other thing I don't understand with smoking, again, uh, having gone through it, and I quit many times. I, I became very good. Oh, at you're it. good at quitting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is that 
for, for those of you who've never had a cigarette, what ends up happening is you, you take this thing and you, you're trying to be cool, right? And then you take a little bit in your mouth and you keep blowing it out and such. <laughs> and then at some point, it's like you got to inhale the thing. So you inhale it and it goes down into your lungs and it burns the crap out of your lungs, right? You, it just feels awful mm. and it's burning and such. And then you get this sort of green sense of things and then your stomach starts turning and then you take a couple more puffs and you're basically vomiting on this side. And then you come to the end of it, it's like, yeah, I think I can choke down one more, right? And then, and then you go again until, you know, you've gone through a pack, it's like, now I've got to have it. Do there you we go. think that that is what Ursula experienced as she was sucking down Ariel's soul, I mean voice? Do you think it was like smoking a cigarette? Do you think it was like, oh, this I don't know, I got room for again, just yeah. one. <laughs> I think <laughs> just I've never heard anyone describe smoking a cigarette that way, and I think it's uh, haunting. You, it was almost poetic. Yeah, but, yeah. Poetic, yeah. but so are you saying that y you have to be so committed to look cool, you'll go through that hell? I, yeah, I, I don't under and you get dizzy too, right? I yeah. remember somebody oh, wow. somebody saying they so had their first cigarette flashbacks. and then they got on a bike, started going down the street, and completely fell over, uh. right? Because they were so dizzy from the the la lack of oxygen in their life. I don't know why people start. This is speaking as a person who smoked for 20 years. Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know why people start because mm. it's such a horrible experience. Then after a while, when your lungs die, mm. pretty much, you know, there's just this tarry mess. Then you don't feel it so much, right? And he's like, oh, okay, you know, can I can have another one. Right. You feel real tough. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do I mean? So, if all smokers have to get through this period of hating it, I mean, that's also I. You know, have you I never mean, had a cigarette? I had like one or two cigarettes a day, and di <laughs> <laughs> in the last before breakfast. in the bathroom before I came out. But I didn't get through this period where it was just miserable. I was like, "This feels bad. I will stop." I got through that with beer. Yes, mm. I you know, so I understand. Yeah, continuing to get through the yeah. like yeah the tunnel. I forced myself to get into stout. It's <laughs> like. I, like, I, I specifically remember um, cooking. Uh, it was a good excuse. To, yeah, it's a weird... Okay, well, I've opened up <laughs> flashbacks myself now. So you I cook? I, I, I was... There was a period when I was living with my mother. This one I was a child, not like a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, and I was like 17, 18. I must have been 18. I was drinking at home. Um, no, 17. Maybe we were a bit lax. I can't remember. Um, but there was a period where... Uh, she was like, right, you're cooking once a week, or whatever it was. I'm like, okay. So I'd go into the kitchen, and I took it upon myself to start buying Murphy's, which is the cork Guinness, and pouring a can of it, and just seeing how far I could get through the pint before I was like, no, that's, that's terrible. I'm going to get sick, and I put it away. And then I cook next week, and I do it again. And I just go a little further until I was like, I've got a taste for that now. And then I could go into town. And it was because every all like the older group that I hung out with, they would all drink stout. So I was like, I'm, I need to be able to drink stout. So it I was about looking cool. Totally. Okay. And All then right. it became about, about it being liquid gold. And yeah. I loved it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. there was that period of like, yeah. this is terrible. Yeah. But, uh, but you did the same with beer. Well, yeah, like drinking. I think, you know. I, Most I people was, have that yeah, when they start I was like, this doesn't taste. You, when, you're, when your parents are like, you can try a sip, but you're not going to like it. And then you're like, I'm determined to like it. And <laughs> but alcohol point, pops yeah. have changed that now because like, they're you know, wicked and um, you don't know. 
What's wicked? Wicked, like the play, wicked, wicked people in the audience know wicked. All right, a couple, a couple of the Irish heads are w- w- wait, nodding. Uh, like the Broadway <laughs> musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like that's where we well. are. <laughs> <laughs> Go to wicked, down an agony of vodka. <laughs> uh, no, like um, uh, Bacardi Breezer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, everyone's nodding yeah. on that one. Like these ones are designed to get. Fifteen-year-old <coughs> <laughs> me's coming out now. Uh, they, it, like they're designed for people to be able to drink if you don't yeah. like beer yeah. and and. But drinking, like, getting drunk immediately, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to make the case for drinking over smoking. Drinking, the first time you drink, it's fun for most, for a lot of people. Like, you get drunk and you're like, ha, ha, ha. You know, smoking, you're like, I'm going to fall off a bike, I don't feel good, and I smell bad. I don't know, I just feel like smokers, I mean, I could, I could make the case for drinking about that. I'm pretty sure I fell off my bike Absolutely. and smelled pretty bad off. the first time I I've never fallen off a bike because of cigarettes. I have fallen off yeah. a bike because of drinking. So. I am like really, just, I'm like, it's cooler to drink than to smoke. And you guys have low self-esteem because you started smoking. And I have a deep inner life because I drank. If, 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 if it was considered cooler to drink than smoke, a lot of like schools would have a dr- lot of drunk students during break yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Just sneak out and just crack a can and yeah. be like, oh, fuck, I look fucking cool. I but I think like the issue is in Denmark. Yeah, it's, I was about to say yeah. that. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. back to high school and went, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too. But. Yeah, right? <laughs> Isn't that the norm? Kind of you, you Drinking in school? Not the norm, but maybe like that's like at least when you hit the early the teens, you, then you start experimenting even in. I've, I've done it in yeah. a, like a really like. Uh, like uh, rebellious week where I'm like I, we dared each other like, can you drink inside here can you oh. drink during class and we did that but it was like a once off thing mm. and then I got drunk and I took burners off and nodded hash in the back and I was too far gone I'm like nope not doing that again wow. not doing that again wow Abby's looking at me like I've just you just got so much cooler oh okay cool so, yeah, okay right I was wondering <laughs> now I think you're now cool. if you had smoked cigarettes yeah. you would have yeah, been yeah I know right yeah <laughs> But they also just raised the, the drink, the recommended, they didn't even get around oh, yeah, to yeah. actually doing it, but the recommended drinking age. They recommend kids start drinking at 16 here, but they're going to change that to 18. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I don't know, to but me. But only for hard liquor, right? Or no, is it, it all? For hard, for, I think for, for hard liquor, it's already 18. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And for, thank you for the nodding. <laughs> I really appreciate this. And then the, uh, but now it's for like less than what percent? Thirteen percent? Let's say thirteen. No one's nodding. No one's shaking. <laughs> uh, it's you can get it at sixteen, and they're gonna maybe change that to eighteen now. That's yeah, just fair. Yeah. But uh, back to the original story, which was <laughs> with regards to tobacco. Uh, I mean, Denmark has been talking about this since 2012, right? Oh. Because by 2025, they wanted Copenhagen to be a smoke-free city, period. Done. Oh. Carbon uh, and smoke. That's what they want to get rid of by yeah, 2020. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's yeah. a lot, Copenhagen. Um, and <laughs> uh, with uh, Mountainous Heineke, I know he's really been uh, pushing for this. That's and the health guy. That's the health guy. He's <laughs> uh, the, the Minister of Health. And it's not... I, where I get confused on this is because they're not saying they're going to ban the sell, sale of tobacco. They're just ra- raising the minimum age, mm-hmm. right? So they're raising the minimum age until like you're dead. 
So it's, it's like somewhere up there. Theoretically, there will be a last person that can buy cigarettes pre who's like 112 years old. Precisely, precisely. And so, and, and, and so <laughs> rather than being able to buy cigarettes at the age of 18, you can buy cigarettes at the age of 30, yeah. right? So I, I am, I'm, I'm curious about that, but all I can think is the EU and lobbyists, and this is why I hate lobbyists. <laughs> lobbyists and Echo. Yep. Um, we hate. I, I, quick question. So we're talking about... New Zealand trying to do it, uh, Denmark trying to do it. Um, not, I, I know, David, you work for the WHO, so I won't ask you oh, to speak behalf shit. of the WHO, but what do you think in the long run the situation for smoking is going to be? Like, what's, what's the kind of UN <coughs> idea of... <Right. laughs> okay, so n not speaking on behalf of no. uh, as a, <laughs> no, an no, official no. spokesman. No, let, let me I'll just do that. Let, let me preface this uh, actually just with a personal experience, because when I came to Copenhagen, you go on the Esto, people smoked. Um, you would go on the, 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 the intercity trains, and there were carriages where people smoked, and you had to walk through them to get to the non-smoking carriages, right? Uh, so I, I remember all of that and how very, very quickly all of that changed and starting to see how very quickly around Europe. When I lived in London back <coughs> in 2000 uh, and such, when p you could smoke in bars mm. or, or in pubs, right? And then they took that away. It's like, but how can you go to the pub if you can't smoke? <laughs> I mean, it takes away the whole experience, yeah. right? Uh, so with all of that, but part of that is to do with something which is called uh, the Framework Convention for Tobacco Control. That is a, this has come back to the UN, mm -hmm. right? So something like the World Health Organization, um, they cannot mandate to countries mm -hmm. that they advise, yep. except for in two areas. And one of them is the FCTC, which Denmark, among many other countries around, most countries around the world, have signed up to. Okay. And what the, the uh, Framework uh, Convention on Tobacco Control. <laughs> Everyone uh, else knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so what the FCTC does is it doesn't say you have to ban tobacco control, but what it says is how do we keep pushing and pushing and pushing mm. so that the desire for tobacco drops? And that is where you can see, and I can see something like uh, the law in Denmark, even if that fails, you know, I, I can see the good push that's happening there, but where it's really going to happen is with the success of generations. Because if there's 31% of the kids, right, because mm -hmm. that's where tobacco companies lobby towards. They, they go towards the 12 and 13 year olds, right? Mm -hmm. if 12, yeah, yeah, 13? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, if you're... I heard if, a little giggle from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if, they, if, if that's only 31%, then you know the next generation is only going to be 25%. The next generation is only going to be... Yeah. And it will wipe itself out. Yeah. It will be the younger generations who get rid of uh, all of this. Mm -hmm. In the meanwhile, what we can do, um, which is not against the EU law, is things like insist that uh, advertising yeah. tobacco products, especially in areas where there are young people, is completely outlawed and forbidden. Mm -hmm. But they have done they have done loads mm. of that. Like there's no yes, branding on cigarettes yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, you can't see them in the kiosks. Yep. Uh, I don't remember being in. Yeah, no, that was the UK five years ago. That was a thing. Like I was like surprised about that. And also the prices have gone up. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it is getting harder and harder to smoke. And I think that is yeah, as you're kind of saying, that is the the path forward. And uh, as a smoker, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> buddy. Yes, I need applause. I need yeah. applause. Well done. I think that it's like funny. I feel like it's quaint to think of 
to the tobacco industry as like the villain to 12 and 13 year olds now because we're so like social media is killing them now. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, remember when it was tobacco? <laughs> like, oh. I don't know. But uh, with, with tobacco, how far we've come in a very short period of time because when you look at the 50s and the 60s, it was like, my family doctor recommends, <laughs> you know, so yeah. and so slims with menthol, right? That helps your pregnancy along. You know, that, that, that's... It's true. It <laughs> ends it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that sort of thing. So we've gone from that to recognizing and having the tobacco companies actually have to admit in court that their product is designed to kill people. Mm. That is what it does. There's not a single good component that comes from this. Mm. Uh, so they've had to uh, admit all of that to now we're at a point where we're slowly pushing them out. Mm -hmm. That's where, why in, um, in uh, poorer countries you see rise in tobacco because they realize the market, is, they're losing the market in yeah. places like, um, like, for example, Scandinavia. So where can, through social media, where social media is rising, and, and again, you've got to, the uh, poorer countries where that happens, so they go after the kids again. Mm. All right, I think the smokers have taken enough abuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, one, one, uh, one final question to Abby about this, because I, I'm conflicted where, where you stand. So you clearly, you're not for smoking, but I got the kind of vibe that you were Am like, I? <laughs> I got the vibe you weren't into Denmark taking I, it away from people I don't either. know. I think this is sort of the same. I feel the you same want your way. You want your daughter to have the rights to, to choose when she's old enough? No, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't need her to pick anything. Um, I think it's just, I don't know where I stand on this stuff. Like, I didn't grow up with an EU or like a, right, or like these things. I find them just like interesting thought problem, like dilemmas. Like, I do think it's weird to be told you can't outlaw the sale of cigarettes. You can't. You yeah, you yeah. cannot. I think that's weird. Because also I know that the EU has a lot of rules that I, th oh, and, and this was an interesting thought for me was that Denmark breaks EU rules to the detriment of Danish citizens because they can. Like um, I'm married to a Dane and I don't have permanent residency here because I'm not an EU citizen. And if I, we lived in Sweden, if we lived in any other EU country, I would have permanent residency right by now. And Denmark does that for other citizens of EU countries. But they don't for their own citizens because they can be like, oh, it's a rule we don't have to follow for this. So it's, it was interesting to me that they are like, oh, we can't outlaw tobacco because the EU says, mm. but they have pushed back on Certain, other rules. Yeah, to make like, their choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I, I think it's interesting. I don't know enough about it to like really yeah. whatever, but I definitely, I was like, they aren't allowed? I don't know. No. I, like I also know, you know, Denmark kept the kroner instead of mm. the euro. They make their own rules where it counts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought, okay, let's say you could, you could do that. You could ban cigarettes. And clearly, cigarettes are, are, are addictive, they, they kill you, they're really not good for you. What about Coca-Cola? You could say yep. pretty much the same thing about Coca-Cola. Yeah. So is there also maybe a thought of like, where does it end and can we just ban I'm products? sure there are those thoughts. I personally have not had them, <laughs> but yeah, I the, think, yeah. There's certainly the debate between uh, uh, societal health mm -hmm. and individual choice. 
Yeah. And it, it does a government, even if you vote for them, and, and etc., have the, the the right to limit uh, personal choice. Mm -hmm. But th that becomes the vis-a-vis, -vis, right? And yes, you could say for something like uh, Coca-Cola, which is just. I'll go into that later. I, I've gone blind twice because of Coca-Cola. What? Yes. <laughs> you don't <laughs> just say that. That, that, that. That's that's a whole other story. Drop that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, that you could say. You that, drink you it could through your eyes. <laughs> 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 uh, but and you could say that about so many different yeah, aspects yeah. of our lives. So where do you draw the line? True. But at some point, when for something like tobacco. When, there is, when it's bad for the environment, bad for the health system, bad for individuals, bad for families, bad for the economy, except for the, 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 the business of uh, the tobacco business itself, bad for kids, uh, uh, bad for mental health, why wouldn't you? Whereas I could make some, I, 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 I can't make the same argument for Coca-Cola. Because you look cool when you smoke. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's <laughs> it. Like, David, I was going to uh, turn this all on Coke. Speaking, speaking of choices, I noticed that there's a lot of empty glasses uh, in the audience. So I want to just re uh, I d reiterate, I didn't even say it the first time, but the bar is open if anyone would like to go get a beer or there's a toilet there if you want to go to the toilet. Don't the get morning. your beer in that's the toilet. That's fine with me. Um, but, uh, and also that's to the guests as well. I've noticed there's a couple of empty glasses. And if, if anyone wants to get a beer, by all means, go get a beer. Uh, but we also have uh, time for our third guest. Uh, comedian Beck is here. Would Woo! you like to come up to the stage? All right, all right. <laughs> Hello, Beck. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> um, um, I never look fine, but uh, I, I am fine, yes. Before you get going, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in uh, Copenhagen? Uh, 11. 11 years in Denmark, uh, 10 years in Copenhagen. Right, okay. Yes. Sounds like you're Copen. <laughs> I, I am Copen, yes. <laughs> 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 All right, tell us what you got to say. Um, so I'm um, Uluqbek or just Bek. And, uh, I'm from Uzbekistan. Thank you. Uh, in <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, too late, too late. Uh, in case you don't know anything about Uzbekistan, don't worry, I'll give you some information. We border Kyrgyzstan. I hope that clarifies. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't always like Kyrgyzstan. In turn, Kyrgyzstan doesn't like Tajikistan. Tajikistan doesn't like Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan doesn't like Kazakhstan. And Kazakhstan doesn't like Borat. No, they, <laughs> they, they hated the movie. I mean, ironically, Kazakhstan is the richest of all of us. So, so they didn't see it coming. Uh, but, but the rest of us, we found the movie hilarious. Uh, we just thought, thanks God, it wasn't about us. Um, so, uh, Beck is my nickname. I call myself Beck because my, my real name is quite complicated. My full name is Uluk Beck, Beck Muhammadov. Airport security calls me, please step aside. Uh, and this is just my first name. My, my middle name is please open your bag. And, and my last name is please follow me. Mm. And I always follow because I'm a curious guy. Uh, I, I always have a hope that something interesting will happen in that room. But nothing good happens after please follow me. They, uh, they ask a lot of questions. I have to talk a lot about myself. 
it kind of feels like a job interview. When they're finally done with me, I usually ask, so did I get the job? <laughs> um, and they say, no, and it wasn't funny. Um, <laughs> then, then I will keep applying. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Stand-up comedy is my hobby. I, I have a full-time job. I, I work in a Danish company, and uh, I like my Danish colleagues, and I'm always impressed how Danes are always looking forward to the weekends. Like my colleagues, uh, they on Wednesdays, they start mentioning that the weekend is coming soon. Um, every Friday, I'm being asked the same unusual question. Are you ready for the weekend? Has anyone answered no to this question? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the most challenging time for me are Monday mornings. Not because I have to go to work, but because I always have to answer the same question. How about the weekend? <laughs> to which I always feel unprepared. I mean, it's a simple question, but in Denmark it comes with a lot of responsibilities. You cannot just answer it was okay. Because Danes, they always have interesting weekends. And they plan their weekends well in advance. Their weekends are always different. <laughs> and they expect the same level of greatness from you, <laughs> which I fail to achieve. One day they asked me, uh, like, back what did you do during the weekend? And I said, Netflix Shawarma. And they said, wow, nice. Isn't that the same thing you did last weekend? Oh, it was Netflix and the Club. That's two different things. <laughs> and um, during lunchtime, every Monday lunch, uh, we have what I call the weekend wars. Everyone mentions what they did during the weekend. And then we collectively as a group end up talking about the person with the most interesting weekend. No one notices that it's a competition, but I know it's a freaking war. <laughs> uh, and in my seven years in the company, I never won that war. <laughs> Me and Rajesh, we never won that war. <laughs> Every time I thought I had a, a good story, I, I was taken down by Meta, who decided to visit her relatives in New Zealand, or <laughs> who went to a wedding sometimes her own wedding. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Only in Denmark I saw people getting married during the weekend and then coming back to office on Monday. <laughs> like, how can I beat them? <laughs> but then one day I said, enough, enough. So I went to Rajesh and, and said, Rajesh, we have to do something. <laughs> so we, we started uh, brainstorming ideas on an Excel sheet. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> Like we, like we both agreed that it has to be something exciting and dangerous. So we went to Tivoli, which was a major failure. Uh, every, everyone has done Tivoli. So we started brainstorming again. And this time we went serious. We decided to do skydiving. Yes, I, I did some research. I found a company, I called them. They explained on the phone that it's gonna be a tandem skydiving. So we're gonna be attached to a professional. So you don't have to do much. And then, and then they also said, if you want a maximum excitement, we can do a, a 60 second free fall before the parachute opens. And I said, yes, I need a maximum excitement. <laughs> I need a full package, I need to witness. Uh. But he also mentioned on the phone, 
if you want a free fall, uh, you have to weigh less than 80 kilo. And I said, no problem. <laughs> no problem, Rasmus. Uh, it's, uh, I don't think I need a parachute. Even the gravity looks, <laughs> even the gravity looks at me and I have nothing to work with. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so we went there. Uh, they gave us brief instructions and, and I also hired a cameraman who would fly around us with a GoPro camera on his head so that I had video evidence to show to my colleagues. And when we jumped from that plane, I was never so scared in my life, but I was super excited on the camera because I had to win it. I had to win this. Like I almost puked in the air. And af after landing, my, my hands were shaking for an hour, but I was still excited on the camera. And then the Monday morning came, I come to the office with my USB stick in my hand. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm standing in front of the coffee machine, you know, warming up, wa <laughs> waiting for the people to approach me with a question. Um, I, I, I told Rajesh, I'm, I'm going first, then you can finish them. <laughs> uh, uh, but then, suddenly announces, that her grandmother died during the weekend. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> I, I, I broke the coffee machine that day. <laughs> and then during the lunch, my story was ignored. Uh, all they were, they were talking about Birgitte and her grandmother. I said, well, did she jump from a plane? It's easy to have a heart attack, but can you do a free fall for 60 <laughs> seconds? <laughs> so then the Friday came again. They asked me again the same question. Beck, what are your plans for the weekend? And I said, you know what? I'm going to do skydiving again. But this time, I'm going to be attached to my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> One of us has to die. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Beck. Thank you, Beck. Thank you, Beck. Uh, so, uh, as you may have noticed, uh, Beck had a, a wireless microphone there, and we're going to use that later on because uh, in the last little segment of this, we're going to actually throw out to the audience to participate. If, so we're going to pick a topic, and then uh, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to join in, you get your say as well. Uh, and also, remember, toilets, bar, hello. Uh, thank you, Depot. Um, right, so where were we? We're, 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 we're doing a live show, yes. Um, <laughs> so we've had meh, we've had meh, and then, David, what did you bring? What did, what did you bring to the table? Yeah, uh, so I need to also preface this with uh, the amount I read uh, Danish news. And <laughs> for the last 20 years, uh, my husband has said to me, you've got to read more Danish news. Why aren't you reading Danish news? It's like, yes, but I've got The Guardian. <laughs> um, uh, and, and things. And even when I was preparing for the uh, Danish exams and, and, and all of that, it's like, you've got to read Danish news. And I kind of did, but it's like, but then I was invited on Coping in Copenhagen. <laughs> like, Blimey, Charlie. So uh, I started reading <laughs> uh, through uh, uh, the various news sites. So the, the one I came across uh, was on uh, DR. And I immediately caught my attention because it involves the Danish Minister of Climate, Energy, and Utilities, and his name is Dan Jørgensen. And the reason I, he catches my attention was because about four years ago, 
um, he did this brilliant takedown video of a uh, Fox journalist uh, <laughs> called uh, Trish Let the Meat Cupcakes Reagan, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And she had this whole thing about how Danish was or, or Denmark was ruining the world, and it was just like Venezuela, and, and everybody in Denmark, when they graduate, just want to open up cupcake uh, places. And uh, he did this great video, and he wasn't being passive-aggressive. He wasn't He just went through and challenged every single thing that, that was uh, in this uh, uh, news, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. uh, broadcast from Fox News. So uh, since that point, I've loved Dan Jorgensen. Mm -hmm. So... He caught my attention. So what, what is happening is um, because of the Sustainable Development Goals and because Denmark has a very ambitious uh, climate change program, mm -hmm. um, he wants to up the amount of uh, windmills and solar, cell, uh, solar panels that are in the country. So uh, f four times the amount of uh, windmills and twice the amount of solar panels before 2030. 2030. So, uh, t t 2030, okay. so that we can get down the amount of uh, energy which is consumed by uh, fossil fuels mm -hmm. by 70% before that age, or, be, or be before that time period. So very, 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 very ambitious. And I would like to say that Denmark, considering Denmark in the EU is the largest um, uh, I want to say consumer, no, um, bringing up of oil and gas, right? So bad. Sucker. Suckers. Yeah, <laughs> boo, 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 Denmark. <laughs> they, they, uh, simultaneously, they put their big boy trousers on and said, no, we're going to solve all of this. Yeah. So they said, we're going to uh, 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 cut all of the licensing for new wells. Mm -hmm. And by 2050, and in fact, they're bringing that back to 2040. It's like, what can we do by 2030? So when everybody else, when all of these other countries are saying, well, maybe we'll cut gas emissions by, you know, in 50 years' time when we're all dead, Denmark is actually doing something about it, right? And Dan Jørgensen uh, um, is, is a super advocate for this. So I was reading this and going, yeah, you know, well, well done. But then I was going down further down the DR website, and I came across another story, which was about this um, little town in Vibo called uh, Gunnerstad, which has a little tiny church. And then in the little tiny church, four kilometers away from the little tiny church, they want to build six windmills. Okay. Right? Uh, four kilometers away from little tiny church. <laughs> But because of an ancient law, which has been in place anciently, uh, the church, like all churches around Denmark, and there's a lot of churches. For, for those of for those of listening, for international listeners, Denmark is scattered with all these beautiful churches all around the country in these little tiny towns. There is this law which says that these churches have the right to stop any construction or anything uh, of buildings that interrupts their view. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, 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 and even the, if it's the, four the, kilometers the, away. The, even though it's four kilometers away. Now, the article with uh, Jan Jorgensen was, you know, about four paragraphs long. It was uh -huh. like, this is what we're doing. The one with the church went on and on and on. And they had all of these pictures. It's like before and after with the windmills and, and such. And so you can see in the distance. <laughs> like you can, we didn't know you what can, it looked like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see, like, the tree line and then the tops of these yeah, windmills. Yeah, yeah. But the church, this tiny little church, has said, no, we're not going to allow it. 
and they have every right to do so. So as much as Denmark is going, yes, you know, w w climate change is real, we're, you know, so the, the, the modernists yeah. and such, the church, yeah. God, has said no. <laughs> no, because it interrupts the view. Yeah. I think that the church is trying to set to like teach Denmark something about goal setting. <laughs> <laughs> the more rational way, I've been reading a lot of blogs, mm -hmm. and the best way to set goals is not to say, we're gonna do this by 2040, it's gonna be, it's like, for a half an hour a day, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna think about windmills. <laughs> I'm gonna sit at my desk, and I'm gonna think about windmills, <laughs> and that's an achievable goal. And I think God is, Trying to just teach them God's a little bit a about, yeah, goal theory. Mm. I think and that's what I have to contribute. To that. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I say one more thing about yeah, Jane yeah. Nordstrom? Because I, I think the guy's great. I even started following him on Twitter, and I was like, oh, Dan. Uh, right. <laughs> like it's personally yeah. to you. Yeah. Oh, Dan's like, oh, he's oh, messaging yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, you know when they do that? It's like, oh, it just makes my whole day. Um, uh, he recently did a, a, a TED talk uh, about windmills. And, and the, uh, because of, of, of course the windmills, Bit of a watch pony, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the windmills that we see now, right, was because of the oil crisis in Denmark in the 1970s. Yeah. And, and a 19-year-old farm boy came up with this idea. I just, I, I wonder if I can get a windmill to make electricity. Mm. And that, and then he sold that idea to Vestas. Wait, is, is and that was Daniel? Daniel? Yes, 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 yes. Wait, was the 17-year-old farm boy? 19-year-old. No, his name was his name was Henrik. Something like so that. your mic broke out there, but you yeah, said yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Henrik. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, with all of that, um, but of course, one of the the big questions that I remember, for example, President Trump saying things like, "Yes, but when the wind doesn't blow, you can't watch Netflix." Right? <laughs> that, uh, that was the whole thing. Denmark has also come up with, as of a couple of weeks ago. I mean, this is absolutely brilliant. This thing called the electro. <laughs> Um, Gotta fix that mic. <laughs> which takes the, 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 the electricity generated by windmills, mm. is able to now take that, uh, turn it into hydrogen, and with the hydrogen, they can then take that and turn that into green fuels, mm. which means two major things. Number one, we can store energy created by wind, mm -hmm. right? Uh, which has been a problem in the past. Mm -hmm. So you can actually store it and reuse it later. Number two is one of the other big things that we, we think about is things like planes and ships and, and all of that. The, 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 the electricity generated from windmills can be turned into fuel used by planes and ships, which is green fuel wow. uh, and such. And on top of all of that, when you take a look at uh, the, the amount of wind that circles around the world at any given time, there's a m enough <laughs> energy to uh, provide energy to the entire world 18 times over. So Denmark, once again, has come up with this fantastic idea. It's going to make a killing off of it. Mm -hmm. So it's good economic sense. It's good business sense. It's looking towards the future. They're saying, no, we don't want our country to burn down just because of, of climate change. Mm -hmm. but uh, it and it's coming up with all of these fantastic solutions. Yay, Dan Jorensen. Dan Jorensen <laughs> at Twitter.com.
Did, oh my did, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, th- that's fantastic. That's excellent news. I think we can all agree that's fantastic. But God won't allow it. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, yeah. but there, there, there's that little church. Yeah, that little church yeah. said no. I think yeah. they're also like they're losing a lot of wind in Denmark by trying to outlaw the sale of cigarettes. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that sounds really good. That sounds really good. Yeah. What are we gonna do about that church? <laughs> <laughs> Are are windmills then Danish? Did this nineteen-year-old farm? No, windmills aren't Danish. But the how windmills <laughs> now because windmills used to be the for Dutch. I think have been taking production. a lot yeah, of credit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But for, for windmills to then uh, be able to take it and transfer it into electricity, that's amazing. That is Danish. Okay. That's incredible. And the, one other little fun fact I've learned <laughs> is. Uh, on on the, the, the big windmills that you see in the ocean, which are 180 meters high, mm-hmm. um, one turn mm-hmm. of one windmill, mm. right, so the blade just has to go around one time, is enough to charge 1,444 mobile phones. Jesus. Right? That's just once. Wow. Right? I like the way you're thinking, like, mobile's phone first. <laughs> get the mobile phone sorted. Then we can communicate about how we're going to do the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be able to read Dan Jorensen's <laughs> tweets. Yeah. There's, I, I don't know if this is in correlation with what you're saying, um, but uh, it, it's just this yin-yang of Denmark being amazing and also having these kind of like gr- grounded um, conservative uh, values. In, in, I think it's fair to say without, you know, being too... Okay, I'm just going to check my... my Danish friend here. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Are you talking about the church now? Or no, 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 no. Um, so uh, Copenhagen Post um, put up a, uh, a post about this event. Thank, shout out to Copenhagen Post. Much appreciated. Um, on their Facebook page. And underneath that, the next one was, um, there's, there's something along the lines of like, there's, there's very few... Um, uh, fried chicken places in Copenhagen. We send our columnist out to find the best, right? And I was like, cool, that's nice. I'd, I'd like to find out where the best fried chicken is. And then, because I'm obsessed, I'm, obs- I'm obsessed with social media at the moment because, not because I'm on it, like looking to see what's happening, it's because I'm constantly putting this stuff on it and I want to see what's happening, right? I want to, did anybody click it? Did anybody click it? Um, but uh, thanks for everybody who did, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was checking that, and then on the, the fried chicken one, there was a comment, and, I was, and no one commented on our one. So I was like, what the fuck do you have to say about chicken? <laughs> so I clicked on the comment for the chicken, and it was this, uh, this Danish woman. I, I, I don't know anything. It was just a Danish. Uh, it was a very Danish Big-gitty. name. Biggity. Huh? Biggity. Was that it? Biggity. Yeah. It's just a random Danish name. Well, let's, let's go with this. That's like our Jane Doe of, of, of Denmark. Uh, so uh, she was like, why wouldn't you try Danish food? And I was like, <laughs> what? What? And they're just like, we have such a lovely city. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh <laughs> you have two of the world's best <laughs> restaurants. Two, not, 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 not like one or two of, of hundreds. I mean, one and two of the world's best restaurants. And number 50 as well somewhere. I, who cares about that one, though? Uh, you have an amazing fusion of foods in this amazing culinary uh, mecca for, for so many chefs and you, you, you go wh- what about the Danish food? I'm like you can get your smorgasbord. there's a place to get it and then a couple, a couple of minutes later I check again because I'm obsessed so I click again and there's someone commenting on her comment and I'm like what? why aren't you checking on our event? so I go I click on that 
another Jane Doe. What's her name? Begita. Begita gets on again. And she goes, exactly my thoughts. Uh-huh. I'm like, it's not like you can't find it. Oh, no, no. One of them said, why don't you, instead of going for chicken, why don't you go get a nice hot dog? Uh-huh. <laughs> like a nice Danish hot dog. Which I got to, is it a hot dog? Because it's not what a hot dog looks like. It looks looks something very, very different. (laughs) And and all of my UK friends or North American friends, when they see advertising for Danish hot hot dogs, dogs, they're like, this country is so progressive. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a French hot dog that you're referring to there. Ah, okay. Because we do also do the hot dog. Yeah, but it's not, when you go for a hot dog in 7-Eleven, they don't go, oh, we'll just get your bone for you. They just, like, no. get half a baguette when its insides cut out. The French invented the hot dog. The Danish Which one? figured out how to change the hot dog into hydrogen power. <laughs> <laughs> and it only takes 1,000 hot dogs to charge a bubble <laughs> Gas-powered, I'm sure. <laughs> um, okay, so, so, so. Thank uh, you for that story. That was uh, fantastic. Uh, so sad we won't save the climate, but it's probably a really lovely church. But it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, I think we'll all go out and visit that beautiful yeah. vista from the church. Uh, so um, I'm obliged to pick a story. Uh, so um, I did really quickly. And uh, this is just going to be a quick one because what I would want to do now is I want to throw to the audience. I'm going to say my story. And then I'm going to throw to the audience. And I'm going um, to ask... Uh, David and Abby, can you share that? That would be great. And then the the microphone is just uh, carte blanche, where you guys do what you like. Um, And whatever. Raise your hand, and Abby will throw it towards (laughs) you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But the I'm looking for the art. Where's my article gone? Uh, No, that's the one about um, espionage. Uh, uh, Okay, right. I'm just eggs could be going up to seven kroner (laughs) each. That's um, that's the article I found. Uh, My 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 girlfriend mentioned to me last night, and I was like, oh, that's that's. That's a thing. Uh, and then Marius mentioned to me today, I'm like, oh, I'll take that one. <laughs> uh, yes, so... I was in between Echo and Eggs. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I read the article, and it's, um, it's exactly what you think. It's, it's Eggs might go up to seven kroner. Uh, uh, and, and you're like, oh, wow, why Eggs? And, well, because if you just think about it for a second, it's about food for the chickens and stuff. Oh, well, <laughs> wages for the employees... <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's a weird bit bird flu in uh, United States and France, but I didn't read that bit. Um, but yes, yeah, so just to knuckle it down, that could be uh, if you can, do they sell ten packs of eggs no, in Netto? They do ten, ten. Yeah, yeah. Is it ten? That would be seventy krone. Just to put this in perspective for you people, I mean, <laughs> seventy krone for ten eggs. I eat an egg. Every morning, so, so that story this is, is important very, to you, uh, actually. Yes, yeah, and that has. This is not the first time we've heard that on this show. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think we're even with you mentioning Australia. I think I've mentioned yeah, yeah, eggs yeah, yeah, uh, an equal, equal amount. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, I th- like, and I remember we had our last week guests. I think uh, was uh, who brought it up to us. Journalist Yeah, it was like, yep. have you noticed the prices going up? No, I brought that up. Oh, you brought. I'm that obsessed up. with <laughs> it. I'm obsessed. Yes, yeah. uh, and I hadn't. But that's only because it, they hadn't mentioned eggs yet. I think. <laughs> <laughs> now you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, it, now it matters to me. Yeah. Now I care. Yes. <laughs> um, so, but I'm sure you can still afford your your, your morning egg. Oh, it does not have to have water. You've got to keep smoking, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will, we'll keep smoking. <laughs> uh, so, so, I, so that's 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 my my thing. That it's just it's a it's more of a factor. It's more of a statement than anything. Um, so uh, I'm going to ask: Does anybody have any? comments or, or thoughts about stories they've read recently or anything we've talked about that they'd like to 
bring to the table or ask any of our guests questions. Yes, sir, in the front row. If the price of eggs was rising because we were giving the chickens more rights, I could understand <laughs> Yeah, exactly, but right, exactly. <laughs> but this is just the fucking war. But isn't the reason behind it exactly that, that we're giving chickens more rights? Meaning uh, more... They get the vote. Like the organic, more, yeah. <laughs> more, more living space. Because yeah. let's face it, when, when they said, when they talk about organic eggs, Right, and you think, oh, these these are right. So they're not the battery hens, which are squished all together. Yeah. But the the organic, and then some egg expert man over here. Correct me <laughs> where I'm wrong. The the stop hiding. The 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 organic organic eggs means the the chicken has amount of space of like two A4 pieces of um, paper. I'm not sure. That, that is what organic means. Mm. So if they're pushing that forward and saying, now you get an A3 or an A2 piece mm. of paper side, it, at least some running around space, some, some sense of you know, compassion kind of space, mm. and that brings the price up to seven corner, fine. Yeah, yeah, but it's exactly the war. They, <laughs> okay. And then there's that. Yeah, it's 100%. It's like definitely it's yeah, raw it's materials coming from yeah. Ukraine. That's, that's, that's the big issue. But yeah. we've actually been overproducing uh, eggs here in this country. So they've been, they've been very cheap, and that's actually an issue now because yes. it's hard for them to raise the prices on eggs because they have a surplus of eggs. Yes, yeah. And and it's going to be like it's a dip coming up again, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. yeah, I heard that. How long can you store eggs for? Uh, you can you can store eggs. them forever. Can you, you just can't eat them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after a while. Have anyone tried freezing an egg? <laughs> no. Well, like boil them. fertility treatments? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it works for, for those eggs, why not regular eggs? That's really true. I think I might you could cryogenically freeze your eggs. And then <laughs> I think I'm just gonna put them in the freezer. But okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't. I, that sounds gross. Imagine, I don't know. Imagine how much they will be worth in like 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. It's an investment. Oh. It's a business plan yeah. right there. Like, <laughs> needs NFTs. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> uh, any other topics, thoughts? Egg, yes. Egg-related <laughs> or not? Talking of the chicken's right to vote. Yes. Aren't we supposed <laughs> to vote on On chickens? No, yes, but Are on the NATO uh, oh. yeah, uh, membership or, yeah. I, d I don't know. I'm hoping that you'll tell us on <laughs> <laughs> how we should vote. This is an ask for the news show. <laughs> Are we going to vote on something? <laughs> so, when we go back to 1992, Two, yeah. yeah, 1992, uh, with the whole what should Denmark accept with the EU is becoming uh, part of all of that, or what to opt out of. There were four things that they opted out of. This is where the, 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 the issue you raised uh, earlier came up. And one of them was defense. So the, what is being asked now is, do we, does Denmark wish to reverse that and join the EU uh, defense. It's not specifically with NATO, but it is oh. to join with the other EU countries as far as defense, uh, not only defense spending, but um, uh, how, how basically EU starts coming together as a, a singular uh, military. Mm. So that is what uh, Denmark is being asked to consider right now. 
And I would suggest that at when we, because what we're on day 57, 58 with the war in uh, Ukraine right now, that uh, within well, like the first two or three days when the prime minister stood up and said, we are now at war, th that took um, a huge political stance for Denmark on the on the in the international stage to say this is where we are at right now so the consideration is does denmark want to s retain its it would retain its own military anyway but re retain that all on its own and stay independent or does it want to become part of the block of 27 as far as the military is concerned mm. that's how i understand it i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> <laughs> Because I knew half of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's even Finland and Sweden are also considering now. No, right? Finland and Sweden are considering NATO. NATO, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. NATO, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And which is, uh, which is argu arguably the, the bigger question right now, um, because Russia has. Do we want Finland? And, and do Sweden? we want to be friends with Finland? I mean, <laughs> this is. Do, can we? They're they're we're they're a bit odd. Do we want them? <laughs> in the, I mean. <laughs> I was I really like, oh, I know the answer to this question. We're going to vote soon. It's Eurovision. <laughs> and I feel really embarrassed oh. that that's <laughs> not what you seem to be talking about. See? Eurovision. Second there you time. Go, there you I've go. gone through many of your podcasts. You haven't discussed <laughs> Eurovision before. I think this is the first time. <laughs> uh, any other questions? Uh, statements? Comments? Topics? Yes. Uh oh. All right. I'm hoping the mic will make it that far. Let's find out. Um, so yes. Hello. I can remember uh, the name you in the shirt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Everybody guys. else no, up here is yeah, new. Sure, okay. There, but the guy is in the shirt. Uh, David. Yeah. Um, What's your name? Uh, I'm Daniel. Hi, Daniel. My question is just: Did you say that? You never read the news, but only for this program. You you seem to know an awful <laughs> lot about Denmark for only no, reading about the news. It's the Twitter. Stuff. He's getting them direct <laughs> from. <laughs> no, I I I don't. Um, foolishly, um, I'm not very good at reading news uh, from the Danish outlets uh, because it makes my I have to work too hard in my brain to. Uh, my Danish isn't as good as it should be. Uh, for that, I can I can read through them and I I, I get most of it, but uh, I find it easier just to read uh, new um, my the news in English, like the Guardian <laughs> yeah, or yeah. New York Times or yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Pretty good memory, though. Eh? <laughs> also, have a side note on the whole X thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I think potentially potentially we might have safer street. Uh, streets with all the protein, like the lack of protein that the bodybuilders <laughs> uh -huh, and you know uh -huh. all those people are gonna have. So that might be an upside. Oh, oh. I used to eat duck eggs. I think duck eggs could be fine. We bring back the duck egg. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with the duck egg. Nice. They look, they look a bit weird. They're kind of like green, but um, you get past that. Green eggs and how? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, thank you so much to the audience for partaking. Uh, yes, if we could bring that back up. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, so uh, I think we're, we're nearing the end of the show, so there's only um, a, 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 there's a couple of things to... to some um, What would you call it? Uh, not housework. What do you call that when you, when you, you need to do Round those up. things? No, what's the phrase? Housekeeping. Housekeep some housekeeping to do, thank you. <laughs> I don't need uh, to read the news. Uh, <laughs> at this stage, there's a couple of things to do, uh, a few, few things to go over. Uh, uh, I'm going to start off. First off, we have a competition uh, online. It's, it's 
stupidly easy. We have a bunch of photos on our Instagram and our Facebook, and these photos represent a place in Denmark. Now, this place is a pretty cool place, and this <laughs> pretty cool place is having a pretty cool festival in July, Ooh. right? Uh -huh. So this is going to be, uh, oh no, sorry, August, 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 August. August uh, 5th and 6th, they're, they're the dates to keep open for this, because if you click onto our Instagram or Facebook, and you all you have to do is tag a friend and tag the name of the place. And there's already a bunch of answers on there, so just follow what other people have done. You could win two tickets to this brand new Den Denmark festival. And you don't have to be from Copenhagen, you can be from Aarhus, uh, Silkebo, you could be from, where, where, where is that little church from? The microphone's gone. You can be from anywhere. Just tag a friend, tag a place, and you're in. A couple of hints. Too old city. Too old. Too beer city. Just to give you a hint, but it's literally the answers are up there, so just copy everybody else's. So that's that part done. It's a fantastic competition. We Big shout out to the, the people who are giving it to us. We'll have more information because we'll be announcing the winner next episode. Not next week, next episode. Um, and that only leads me to say, um, uh, what should we be doing in the week to come? It's time for Marius's Hot Tips! <laughs> oh, you've never said it with such energy. Uh, well, no. thank you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I've got two hot tips and we'll throw to you because I heard you got some hot tips too. Uh, first up is a new name, new you. Uh, this is an uh, event on uh, Thursday, the 28th, uh, at 5.30 at Literaturhaus. Uh, it's uh, where we're involved, but it's yeah. mostly organized by uh, Assemble Theatre, uh, uh, House of International Theatre. And it's a super cool um, yeah, experimental theatre, uh, one-night-only event, where you can hear uh, a short monologue uh, that is uh, ironic and heartwarming. And uh, yes, it's like a really nice storytelling event, and we will be the the the, the MCs. Of yes, said uh, event. we 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 were we're going to be so proud to be a part of this uh, collaboration. Uh, we'll be hosting a part of it, um, but it's going to be a fantastic personal story that I think everybody would find very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're interested in names. <laughs> it's yes. definitely worth checking out, but uh, uh, it's definitely a, a cool uh, event. It's uh, that cool little church space. Um, in Norbro, it's like if you haven't even been to the venue, it's definitely worth checking it out. Come along. Yep. Uh, and that's starting at 5.30. 530, 5.30, Thursday exactly. the 28th. So, so leave a tour house in Yes. And then uh, Friday night skate. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of this? Yes. That's a thing. It's happening again, uh, starting from the uh, 29th of April. It's free. You will start at uh, Next House, which is on Pastor Scale 27. Just bring some skates. And uh, yeah, then you get to skate with a bunch of people around Copenhagen. You end up back at Next House, and uh, they have a lounge and uh, a little party for you. And you can wear your skates inside Next House. So, uh, hey, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Someone got very excited in the cool. audience. That is really Skates cool. inside? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, skates are not included, so you have to bring your own. Oh, and uh, <laughs> then I believe, David, you had a little uh, hot Yeah, hot uh, but first I want to say the House of International Theatre does really, really great work. Yeah. So if you haven't uh, had an opportunity to check them out yet, please do. And they've got uh, loads of different uh, uh, theatre gigs coming up. Uh, but there's also a new um, theatre company on the scene, which is uh, the Copenhagen Musical Theatre Company. And this company has come about because we realized that as far as musical theatre goes, uh, m most musical theatre in uh, Copenhagen is in Danish. And there was a sort of a gap in the English uh, uh, musical theatre market. 
so they are putting on they, they <laughs> we, we, we um, on the 5th of May at Metronomen in Fredericksburg. Uh, a musical review as a tribute to the late, very great uh, Stephen Sondheim. Ah. It's called The Little Things We Do Together. It is six fabulous, fabulous singers and me. <laughs> um, uh, there And there's two shows, one at, one at 6 o'clock, one at 8 o'clock at 75 Kronas at the door. There's a bar there. Really fantastic uh, music and uh, welcome everybody there. That's on May the 5th, uh, Metronomen in Fredericksburg. Fantastic. Cool. Happy, what do you got going on? Uh, I got some I got some May hot tips for you too. Uh, May 17th, there's a show at Urban 13 in Norfolk, and it's called Let Her Speak, and it's lady and non-binary feminist comedy, and if you think that doesn't sound funny, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, and then on May 18th and May 19th, I'm opening for Sophie Hagen. Yes. Sophie Hagen is coming back to Denmark. She's a great Danish comedian that lives in London. She's coming back to Denmark for the first time in a long time. And I'm opening for her at the Bremen Theater and um, also the next day in Aarhus at whatever theater that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks to all our Aarhus listeners. We will find out <laughs> the name of the theater. The yeah, the big one. It's the big one. New, new theater, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> uh, and of course, thank you so much to Beck. Uh, Beck does regular comedy gigs in Knock Knock. Knock uh, <laughs> uh, Knock and... Where else? Where are the other, other open mics nowadays? Bellemrode. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, in English. Uh, uh, Beck's uh, Instagram is up on our Instagram, the link so you can um, click on him and follow out, follow mm. his um, gigs and definitely go check those out. And I believe... That's I think that's the end. That's it. Yeah. Well, um, we uh, did. We did a live. We event. did a live sh event. Wow. Oh my god! Yay. Thank you so much Yay. to our Yay. audience Thank for coming so out. Much. Yeah. Um, amazing. Really, re really, really wonderful to see people come out. Uh, we've been doing this a long time, and it's been a thing we've talked about for since the beginning about doing something live. And this is fantastic to have people here to, to experience it with us and, and enjoy with us is amazing. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, uh, Depot, to, uh, to invite us in and let us use this fantastic yes, venue. Um, they definitely check out, uh, they, they have amazing DJs nearly every day. Uh, uh, there's uh, fantastic events like a painting and you can, you can have beers and they do food events and it's a great place to so check out their Instagram for events and their website and things like this. Um, thank you so much to Abby. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much to our walking encyclopedia, <laughs> David. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Marius. Thank you, Owen. Uh, and uh, I suppose until next time, stay. Go.